are Locked On Wildcats. Your daily podcast on the Arizona Wildcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Monday, everyone. Coming to you a little bit later than normal, but you know what? Better late than never, and that's my motto, and I know that's John Schuster's motto. Although, nobody's ever said that before. I will say this. I no, hope you trademarked that. No, but it is unique, because I'm generally one that runs about five to seven minutes late. I am sitting next mm-hmm. to the most punctual person, I'm, I'm, I'm not kidding, that I've ever met, and I mean that in a very, very good way. I'll, I love my parents to death, but... And they got me everywhere I needed. My mother's handicapped, so I. But we were always seven minutes late to everything. <laughs> but it didn't matter. It, this could have been a baseball game out at Picacho Peak, and they're driving me from Yuma. We would be there, but we'd be there seven minutes late, five to seven minutes late every. So it's 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 a less than ideal trait that I think I picked up. But I am sitting next to the most punctual person. If John Schuster tells you he'll be there somewhere, he will be there at that time. Or maybe a tad bit early, but not annoyingly early. You know, like the guy that shows up at the bar, yeah. and he shows up there like an hour and a half before you, and then you show mm-hmm. up for twenty minutes. And he's like, "I'm getting out of here." I know that guy. Yeah, I know uh-huh. that guy as well. Yeah. and it's yeah. annoying. Pop, right, right. You want to go to the? You, you want to get a little libation about ten thirty p.m. Mm-hmm. This dude's showing up at nine a.m. Correct. Yeah, yes. and, and then ready. all of a sudden he's there until ten forty, and he's gone, and, he's, and you're like, and "Well, you're like, wait a second. I thought we were supposed yeah, to be exactly." Well, right. But uh-huh. John Schuster is the epitome of a punk, a punctual man who can be there a couple minutes early. Bruno Luke agrees as well. Bruno's right here. Thank you very much for saying that. I try. You know, it's very true. So let's speak about something that was, uh, I don't know if punctual is the right term, but you know what? Arizona Arizona football, I thought, acquitted itself pretty well Saturday night, even though they lost by three-plus touchdowns with the quarterback through five interceptions. Maybe that's just the low standard we have for Arizona football. I don't know, but I thought they acquitted themselves fairly well. It's hard to argue that. Right. And, 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 and as, as weird as it is, you're right. And I think, you know, at this point, there's going to be – you know, maddening moments with football. Mm-hmm. There's going to, they're, they're, they're going to have, so, so they've now put together, this was by far their best game from beginning to end. Mm-hmm. There were points in the BYU game where Arizona played well. Right. For much of this game, two and a half to three quarters, Arizona held its own with Oregon, the alleged number three team in the country. That allegation, we can, that allegation we can get to in a moment. Or we can get to it right now if you Go want. Go ahead. Okay. Um, there were. I was. I was asked by somebody after the game. He uh, was watching the ESPN broadcast, and I think it was Rod Gilmore who said, "Oregon's ranked third, but they certainly aren't looking like the number three team in the country." And so um, the person who reached out to me asking about that to ask me that question, I said, "He's, he's right, but, and the but is who else is number three?" Right. Uh, there's, they're, they're right now the way that things appear to be. Is Ohio State maybe not nearly as good as? No, they're not. Right. Okay, Ohio State is like everybody else in college football that is not Alabama and Georgia. Mm-hmm. Okay, those two teams <laughs> appear to be different. Mm-hmm. Alabama's on its own level. Georgia's probably a step below that. And then the two of them, you have the problem with Oregon, if you want to say Oregon, you got to rank somebody third. Mm-hmm. Oregon has what appears to be the best win in the country. Right. They went on the road to Ohio State, who right. was ranked high, who, like everybody else, isn't particularly good. Right. Now, there may be a point in time, maybe it's another month, 
where teams start to improve offensively. And as a result of that, you start to see a little bit of separation. But mm -hmm. right now, there's a lot less separation than you would expect. Right. And so a team like Oregon can struggle more than we thought against a team that played them well in Arizona. I think Oregon's quarterback was dinged up a little bit too, and uh, certainly that helped the Wildcats along the way. But that's the gist of it. Oregon's number three ranking is legitimate, but under normal college football years, I think Oregon looks like a team that would be ranked about 15. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, so take that for what if everybody from three and below is about the same. Right. And, and, and it might make for a very interesting college football playoff where Alabama's number one, Georgia's number two, Alabama kicks the crap out of number four, Georgia kicks the crap out of number three, right. and they play each other again. Right. You know, so, so that, that may be Your the typical SEC that we're, nonsense. Yes. Right. That may be the direction we're ultimately going. From an Arizona standpoint, however, the Wildcats were clearly significantly better than they have been in the first three games, and a lot of folks are going to focus, understandably, on McLeod, mm -hmm. who is going to be this year, for the folks who still watch Arizona football, both inspiring because you see potential and maddening because five times a game he's going to make Little League passes mm -hmm. that just drive you bonkers because there's no way at that level you should be throwing the ball in that situation. Right. And that was Oregon. And I have a feeling that's going to be a, a, a recurring theme for much of the season. Mm -hmm. So I don't know in that theme, I think one of the problems with that theme is that I still believe Arizona four game, a third of the way into the season now. At some point, Arizona's going to have to force some turnovers here. Mm -hmm. If they lose the turnover battle, that does not bode well. No, it doesn't. All of a sudden, Mike, we go into this conversation where the difference is, you know, it's that one-week difference thing. After they lost to NAU, Arizona was the worst program in the history of forever. Right. Now that they played competitively against Oregon, we're talking about, well, Oregon's the toughest team they're going to have on the rest of the schedule, so the right. Wildcats could win eight straight. Stop. <laughs> it's right. like it's like they're they've got a long way to go. We all know they've got a long way to go. Now, you know, maybe there will be some folks out there who in late November are gonna laugh at me because the Wildcats win eight straight. Mm -hmm. But if I was uh to go to some gambling locations, I would probably take them up on that bet. Right. Uh Arizona's got a lot of growing pains ahead of it. There's gonna be a lot of frustration. They're still limited, and they didn't have a play over twenty yards in this game. Right. Now they move the foot, which means what? Which means that teams are going to look at the tape of Oregon and force McLeod to throw deep. Mm -hmm. They're going to stack the line. They're going to stop the run. They're going to make him beat them with the pass, and Arizona's going to have to be effective through the air right. to be as efficient as they were offensively. And despite all of the things that look good in terms of moving the ball, getting up the field, having, what, six drives that were 10 plays or longer, how many points did they ultimately score? Right. 19. 19. Mm -hmm. Which isn't going to get it done. Right. You know, yes, they were in the red zone a lot, mm -hmm. and they didn't seal the deal. They didn't even get field goals out of a lot of those right, possessions. Right, for sure. Now, but here's where I'm going to I'm going to be, you're a little bit of a Debbie Downer or a, 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 a shysty Schuster. Yeah, but, I am uh, that. But I'm going to say. At least I'm punctual. I'm going to say, you are, you are punctual. So, I'm going to say this, though. This mm -hmm. is a quarterback that's been on campus for two months. Right. Um, he hadn't been taking any of the snaps. Um, until last week, and I saw more from him than I saw from either one of the two other quarterbacks. I think what your point is, he's going to make a lot of really crummy decisions. I get that, but I also think there's a 
a much higher upside than him. Okay. He, they Arizona moved the ball mm-hmm. very well against Oregon. They did. Hold on, I, I thought, gotta get Bruno some food. Okay. So keep I thought he. Uh, I thought he uh, looked good. How, how much? How much time does he have in the program potentially? Another year. Another. Another. He's got another year. Okay. So he is not the answer, but he's a potential stopgap. Bridge. And that. And 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 a bridge is something that Arizona may need, and that and that maybe bodes well for them. It may be that McLeod is a guy who is not good enough to take you to the next level. For instance, a lot of pro- what, what a lot of programs do, and it's very understandable, especially when new coaches come in and they're trying to build something, they'll start a freshman quarterback knowing that that quarterback is going to take a lot of lumps. And their, and their record is going to suffer as a result. But they think the experience will benefit them, and they'll be able to be a competitive team in their junior season, and they'll be able to be a competitive team in the quarterback's senior season, assuming the quarterback uh, hangs around that long. And then the hope is that you put enough good players around him and can lure other good quarterbacks and get something moving along here to where you have you know, some pieces into place. If McLeod has a year and a half left in the program, then Bridge is all he can ultimately be, right. which means you're going to need to go out and you're going to try to do a couple things. You're going to go to recruits and attempt to convince them at the quarterback position. We got playing time for you, and look at what we've done with this guy. Right. Imagine with more time what we can do with you, right. and I can get you pro-ready. Mm-hmm. And then hopefully that's enough to uh, you know, attract them into the program. Right. Uh, so if McLeod does well, it bodes well for the potential of Arizona's recruiting efforts. Mm-hmm. There, may, there are some possible quarterbacks out there who look at what he is able to do and if he can string together some good performances, then maybe that becomes appealing because they think Fish is a guy who can coach up QB. You know what? Here's the thing, too, that you need to remember. Prize picks. Forget all the talk about Oregon, Arizona. How can you benefit from Arizona with prize picks? And you know what? If you're going to take the under on a certain player, this again, this is a little bit different than betting, obviously. You might want to take the under on Arizona. Not exactly sure how that's applicable, but you know what? If it's applicable, it's at Prize Picks. You know what it is? It's an app. Mm-hmm. Prize Picks is an app. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a, and it's a fantasy sports app. So, and it's got great customer reviews, and a lot of folks who are playing it like it. It's easy to download. You can d- download it on your two smartphone platforms, and uh, then hop on and enjoy it. And from a fantasy standpoint, it appears to be getting uh, good critical feedback Mm -hmm. and uh keep that in mind it's easy to track down you can uh, download it just download prize picks on uh, your smartphone of choice Mm -hmm. so all right quick question all right so here's the next question if you if you're watching this if you're watching this u of a football team have our expectations changed can they sneak a game sure oh sure certainly mike i I think you think that too right how many games do you think they can sneak Mm mm-hmm Maybe that's the question. How many games do you think they can sneak? We've got eight right. left. Um, I think they could sneak two, maybe. Two? Mm-hmm. Okay, so they're two and six the rest of the way. Right. I heard you and somebody else have a conversation about how you thought the Pac-12 wasn't very good. Right. Mm-hmm. So if the Pac-12 isn't very good, which, by the way, I don't necessarily agree with you on, okay. um, then you still don't think Arizona took a huge leap against Oregon to the point where they're able to string some games together and be more consistently competitive. No, I don't. I don't. I think that I think they're going to get blasted by UCLA, who's coming to town next. I don't give them much of a chance against ASU. Um, 
USC don't give them much of a chance. Although who knows with USC after yeah. what just happened? And it was there. a weird weekend. Yes, for sure. So I, I, you know what? Maybe you can sneak a game. But Oregon gave me a little bit of a vestige mm-hmm. of hope, a glimmer of light, a a beacon of truth in an uncertain time <laughs> that maybe we didn't possess after the NAU. Game. Without without question. Mm-hmm. Uh, the 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 fan. I guess that's maybe the nature of sports in general, but certainly college football, where you have a limited amount of games in a season. Mm-hmm. You're looking at these low lows and high highs, and I think it's important uh, for Fish and the coaching staff to recognize, and the administration, and the fan base, whatever it's left, it's a long-term thing. Fish has to keep things consistent. They have to, get, they, they have to improve to some level week to week. Mm-hmm. Now, my guess is last week, they got their asses chewed, um, and and, for, and not rightfully so. <laughs> yes, is there a good? Way? No, there's uh, definitely not a good way. But, but it felt but funny to yes. say. And 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 I'm glad you did it. It, it was punctual in terms of the flow of the podcast. It was, it was a beacon of light. <laughs> it really, it was a beacon of something. That's for right. sure. Uh, but and I think that played well. Mm-hmm. You know, the coaching they they looked a lot better, a lot more interested. Fish in his press conference said, "I think Arizona's defense was pretty good." We kind of scoffed at that because NAU put together a a lot of drives and you know more or less managed to run a bunch of clock and got the W. And against San Diego State, the Aztecs had such a big lead that it didn't really matter that Arizona was outscored seventeen fourteen in the second half. But against mm-hmm. Oregon, they played really they right. played well. Right. You know the and the offensive moved the football, so it looked like Arizona had a chance to win that game. Mm-hmm. And then it got away from them in the fourth, which is understandable for a team that's. Young, not particularly talented, kind of limited when it comes. Mm-hmm. The skill sets separates as the game progresses. Mm-hmm. And that was something that, you know, worked in, you know, there, 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 there were some ill-timed things that happened, but Oregon was probably going to win that game right. ultimately. And, you know, the spread looks a lot more solid than it ultimately was. But, yes, there's absolutely reason to feel better about Arizona. The question now is, especially with the off week, can you build on it? Right. Was that a confidence builder? Mm-hmm. Or are you going to take a step back? And if UCLA, which I think, like you, is a bad matchup for Arizona. Very bad matchup. If UCLA comes into Tucson and wins by a lot, which we think is possible. I would suggest is, it's possible, for sure. Is Arizona then going to get so beaten down again that they can't rebound? Or is Fish and the coaching staff good enough to tell them to keep plugging Keep plugging. This thing's going to work out, and that's uh, and that's what you're looking at in the second third of the season, moving into the, uh, the 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 final aspect of the season. If you break it, because we're four games through, let's break it into the the, the three game sections. Mm-hmm. Arizona has been a very mixed bag. Mm-hmm. Most of it bad. Most of it's crazy. yeah. For yeah, sure. uh, they they played about five or six good minutes at BYU that kept them in the game mm-hmm. and moved the football in the second half, which was mm-hmm. good from an adjustment standpoint. But BYU clearly had better talent. Correct. That wasn't a surprise. Uh, San Diego State was a debacle. Mm-hmm. You got you you got your mouth punched. Seven minutes in, you were down twenty-one nothing. It was over. It was just that that. If it wasn't for the game that happened the following week, San Diego State would have been an embarrassment. Right. And then there's NAU, which mm-hmm. was an embarrassment. Right. You know, so you have the Oregon game where you played, where you played pretty well. Right. You know, a lot of Pac-12 teams going up to Oregon, staying with Oregon for three quarters is something you look. Oh, that 
a lot of team you could see a lot of other teams going up there and having that result right you know so so that that wasn't particularly un, mm-hmm. unreasonable so hopefully based on the fourth game and the bye week maybe in the second third of the season Arizona makes progress mm-hmm. and again that's all this is about right limiting mistake all, all the stupid crap that we've talked about a number of times limiting mistakes not turning the ball over, trying to be aggressive on defense and uh, taking advantage of those situations, especially from a turnover standpoint when they present themselves. If they can limit mistakes, they can be, I think, maybe they can be competitive in a lot of games still. Mm-hmm, right. If they screw things up, they can get blown out. Right. Now, I kind of I kind of go with that. And I'll tell you what, why don't we talk a little bit more about that Tell you what, you want to do another podcast? Sure, we can do that. All right, but I'll t- I'm, one other thing I want to tell you, though, mm-hmm. I think it's more important than anything. Generally, you're going to need sweat block in Tucson. Up in Autzen, you probably didn't need it. But you know what? With the way that the Oregon Ducks were pushed to the brink against a team that they really probably didn't expect that to, they might have been able to utilize some sweat block at some point there. Without a doubt. I mean, you know, the down feathers can get – and it's humid conditions. Mm-hmm. You know, you play – you give them those fancy uh, football uniforms, and yeah, they're supposed to protect that, but sometimes you need a little bit extra help. Oregon may have gone to the locker to try to get some sweat block to improve its position and, by the fourth and quarter. And while they were in the locker locker room, let's mm-hmm. be honest, if you're deplenished in protein, you're going to get a built bar. No, you definitely need one of those we'll, or more. We'll be back with you tomorrow. You're listening to Locked on Wildcats.